God damn it, One Piece. God damn it, One Piece. Seriously, what the fuck? Man, this series right here. I, I it, it has now come to my attention that essentially the only thing that I can say about One Piece is that, yeah, this is a manga that's worth looking at, or this is a manga or anime that's worth getting into until you get to the Wano arc, because the Wano arc is a completely stupid fucking arc. It, aside from them shoehorning in a character that is just uninteresting and incredibly stupid, who's Odin, and then having him be him, and then having himself shoehorned in into major events within the entirety of the lore of One Piece, even going so far as to make this nigga a part of Whitebeard's crew, then a part of um, Gold Roger's crew during the time when Gold Roger figured out and found One Piece. It, it just was retarded. Even to then have him come back home and then essentially be made a fool out of in the stupidest way possible up until his death. And you have just so many people doing things and ushering in his name as if this dude was a great leader when all he was was a giant fucking idiot. Like, he, he was likable and he had friends for sure, but as a leader or as someone that you needed to follow, he was a terrible person. He honestly deserved the crap that happened to him and one of the things that i love that kaido says is the fact that he was like yeah you've been dealing with Whitebeard and gold roger but pirates aren't like that like they they're good guys in comparison to what pirates truly are real pirates don't give a fuck about your honor or whatnot and it was like and the dumb shit that you're doing is still dumb shit so it made absolutely no sense that he that, that the series itself basically kind of just does everything that it can to just suck this guy's proverbial dick. But then you just have an entire island that's dedicated to people who are just vastly superior than everyone else in all of One Piece. They're the only people who are capable of utilizing sea prism stones and weaponizing them aside from um, making just standard blunt objects, but actually being able to make projectiles with them and whatnot, because no one else has been able to figure out how to do that. But Wano, of all places, can. The fuck? And also, it's an island that's predicated and dedicated to just having people who are just vastly superior than others in terms of fighting and whatnot. Oh, the samurais of Wano are just so better, so much better than any other type of warrior or fighter out there. They're just, they're just so much great. It's cool. That, you know, it is an island that is dedicated far more to Japanese culture than anything else. It do, it dives in and deals with a lot of um, archetypes about Japanese culture, which is pretty cool. Um, hell, um, was it uh, the Momo boy, his sister basically being a courtesan. And then exactly what that means in Japanese culture is different from what other people would perceive that um, trait to be. You're essentially, you're basically a prostitute, but essentially in Japan, that is... That's like being a, the goddamn, like the greatest actress in the world. So <laughs> like they, they worshiped the ground that these people walked on. It was, it was celebratory whenever they came out. That's the reason why they did that. Really awesome dedication towards stuff that essentially a lot of people just aren't privy to when it comes to just Japanese culture and, um, and a lot of their aesthetics and whatnot. And it's like, it's cool that Wano does that. But everything else that it does, it just takes a piss in. And I'm not even British, but it's just so unbearably stupid and so full of itself as an arc that it's just it's it's weird and how out of place it is in the rest of One Piece. It just does shit that essentially has already been done before. And then it just predicates to other stuff that essentially is just not important to the overall concept of what Luffy and his crew is doing. 
Yeah, he's helping out Momo and the other samurais get revenge for what happened to Odin 20 years ago. But at the same time, it's kind of is kind of revolving itself in that same position, much like in um, Alabaster, where you had Vivi constantly trying to stop a civil war while Luffy's main goal was trying to stop Crocodile, which was something that Vivi was like, no, we need to stop the fighting first because she cared about the people. While Luffy was like, that's not what I'm about. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm here to help you out, and I believe, I'm trying to just stop Crocodile. That's it. Like, so let's go to Crocodile so I can kick his ass, and that's it. But having something like that happen that was early on in One Piece, and essentially you going back to like the same scenario again, especially after we just left Dressrosa, which dealt with the same situation of one of the seven emperors. Um, I mean, seven warlords actually <laughs> seven emperors. One of the seven warlords taking over an island and being named its king. Uh, and then essentially them figuring out the secret behind everything. It's being used in terms of mass producing something and then the pirates stopping it and then um, bringing that island to light and the actual terror that was going on with it. You now have Kaido, who is one of the four emperors, taking over an island, using it to we um, manufacture weapons as well as create fucking um, fake devil fruits in order to um, power up his army of pirates that are basically under his um bandana and literally in the later half of the third in the third wano arc you just have a multitude of people fighting different um pirates within the straw hat crew and then constantly trying to devalue or defame luffy and get his people to essentially say like yeah kaido's gonna be the king of the pirates because of how powerful he is not luffy but what's even more retarded is that essentially you have so many lackluster and small named people literally fighting luffy and putting up a fight as if they matter only to then have him go up against Kaido and Big Mom with the help of Kid and Law and Zoro at the end. And essentially it's like, yeah, they're all kind of on equal footing. So it doesn't really make sense that he would waste his time or have such a hard time with lesser people or whatnot, unless you were purposefully trying to lower his little power scaling of what he can do in order for these people to seem somewhat of a, mono, uh, of a threat when they shouldn't be, considering what Luffy has accomplished and who he is. I doubt any of these motherfuckers could possibly fight against Katakuri, whom Luffy just defeated. So why am I witnessing such a long and just a unbearably long and difficult process of him going through just the small ranks of people within Ka um, Kaido's army, only to reach Kaido in the end, which obviously he was going to do. There's nothing wrong with how the, what was it, like the first act of one P of the Wano arc ended where he lost to Kaido in his very first, um, his very first encounter with him, which made absolute sense considering that he didn't know how to go up against his hockey. But it was something that had to be done after he just went through a ridiculous slew of people who just did not matter. The dude still has Conqueror's Haki. The dude still has his different gears that he could transform into. He wasn't burdened by any grave wound or anything like that, much like Zoro was when he went to Arlong and to where you can actually um, give a reason as to why he would struggle with some of the smaller um with some of the smaller people or have an issue with fighting because he lacked the weapon like Zoro did in the in the Arlong arc. Um, like you didn't have any of those excuses. Luffy was fucking fine. Yet he like what you had him struggle against a sumo guy. He had to deal with some of the, the little runts and everything. And then the anime doesn't make it any better by just adding on so many other unrelentlessly stupid fucking characters for him to fight, which also happened within the whole cake arc in the anime version as well, which was also terrible and it kind of ruined the aesthetic of what was going on or the pacing. But 
the anime has been fucking up One Piece's story for a good long fucking while. And it's sorry, it's a sorry state to see it in, but it really is messing up the story as it really does affect a lot of what you see going on and a lot of the aesthetics as well as the content or the continuity itself. So I do not like, <laughs> to summarize, I do not like the Wano arc. It is unbearably retarded. You have so many people teetering on the words of a child who essentially is about to gain a position only because his father had the position. Not because the child proved himself as an actual leader, but because Luffy and them are sweet on the kid, and then the kid just got a bunch of people who are using him as like a means to get their revenge because they failed their lord and they did not die protecting him, but instead were saved by him and they feel slighted because of this. Was the Lord's death on purpose because of his own stupidity? Yes. Was everything that happened because of the Lord's stupidity? Yes. Was he not even a good Lord to the point where all that happened is a result of his bad judgment and um, care? Yes. The asshole knew that something bad was happening to Wano, and then he chose to purposefully go off with Go Roger, only to ensure the fact that there is no reason to even be following this nigga. But... Oh, for the love of God, for some reason, I'm supposed to sit here and think that Odin is a good character. He's a bad character. He's stupid. Only thing good about Odin was his catchphrase. And honestly, the fact that he was killed in a way that um, utilized his catchphrase was awesome. But that was good writing for a poorly constructed and bad character. So, whatever. And now you got Momo running around until the point where he just can't even be taken, like you can't even take him seriously as a leader. And then the series literally just aged his ass up in order for him to make up the difference of the fact that he basically as a child was unimportant and unnecessary. But now he's just full grown and he's this pink dragon or whatever that can go up against Kaido. And it's just so stupid, so stupid. And he's still a coward. He's still afraid. He's barely doing anything. But as long as the... As long as the overall um, message come across that, you know, if you face your fears, you'll be able to conquer them, gets, um, gets utilized, then I'm, I'm supposed to just ignore all the stupid crap that goes on with the Momo character. Hell, we also had the stupidity of adding in Yamato, who's definitely going to join up the, um, with the Straw Hats, when it was so painstakingly obvious that her entire identity stems from copying Odin, who literally also got himself involved in the major crew at the last minute in order to sit there and just, just the fuck, you know? <laughs> Hell, they even had it to where Odin had the same fucking abilities that Gold Roger had as his ass were able to hear the Sea Kings and shit like that. And he had Conqueror's Haki, which is a very rare Haki. Just the dumbest shit. <laughs> but, oh, good Lord. <laughs> just so stupid. It is such a bad arc and it is just so terrible and and everything that is one piece and hopefully this is the arc that is before everything wraps up finally with one piece but so far the wano arc has just been a stain on everything going on with one piece has just been overall stupid dumb and just a mess but the latest chapter came out that essentially oh, oh boy it it really did something that I wanted One Piece to never do. And honestly, it's one of the things that I actually liked about it is because it never did it. One of the things that I never wanted One Piece to do was to try and make Luffy special or validate him by saying, like, you know, he's always had this special thing 
um, when it came to his fruit or whatnot, or that, you know, a lot of his accomplishments were achieved because of who his um, family was or anything like that. It's it, it so far within One Piece, especially leading up to the Wano art, it makes absolutely it makes absolute sense. Now, another thing that essentially would be a problem with this is because of the fact that a lot of information about Luffy was basically given off a long time ago. Um, you can predicate it to at least when it was announced who his father was back during the Marine Four War, where um, it was established that Ace's father was Gold Roger and Luffy's father was Monkey D. Dragon. So by having that being said, and that being kind of like one of the main things of his notoriety, it was like it was more so like that was something that wasn't um, vastly known by a lot of people, but it's still didn't matter in terms of Luffy um, doing what he did because one, he didn't really know Dragon like that. But at the same time, that came across as something to where it was like, yeah, that's something else about him. But he himself accomplished all that he did because Luffy is who he is. So whether he knew who his father was or not, he's never had to use his father's name in order for him to accomplish anything. The only other, the only time that you can ever say that that was um, a thing that was done was when he got the help of... Um, what is it? Uh, Viv, Viv? I can't remember. The 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 chick dude that can turn people into chicks and dudes has the ability to control hormones and say uh, hee-haw. Awesome character. Funny. Um, but uh, I... That, that, like, that has never been something that basically has always or has loomed over Luffy in order for it to be something. Much like with Naruto having the fourth Hokage be his father. It's something that when it's stated, it, yeah, it was said, but it didn't make up who the character was. But awkwardly enough, once that was done in Naruto, that's all that he was basically being referred to. He was fast as the fourth Okage, or he had similar chakra to him. He was able to merge his parents' chakra together to make something else. It just a lot of things just kind of dove into, well, because your parents are this, it's only natural that you, their child, should be able to do this. But that's not the case for Luffy. So because it's not the case for Luffy, it never seemed like he needed to be a character that needed something in order to validate a lot of the stuff that he did or to um, give an excuse as to why he's able to do what he was able to do. He's not this legendary person. He doesn't have this prophecy behind him. He's not the chosen one or anything like that. He's just another pirate that has a, that has a devil fruit power like a lot of other pirates that have devil fruit power. He has a paramecia, which is just a whatever power. It's not as strong as one of the elemental Logia types, but it is quite powerful on its own right. If utilized correctly, the creativeness and his intuitiveness in terms of using said power is one of the things that led to his accomplishments as a pirate so far, rather than a lot of other people who basically just weren't able to. I mean, he's defeated a Logia user before without using Haki. He's started using Haki, and then he has defeated someone who had a Paramecia type that essentially was stronger than his Paramecia type, as well as like damn near a copy of it, which is one of the, the best fights in One Piece, which is his fight versus Katakuri. And you have his testament of his will being a stronger factor in terms of his victory, rather than just being able to best him in technique. One of the things about that fight is that Katakuri is someone who has defeated opponents quickly. And he's never really had to sit there and fight for a long period of time. Thus, fighting Luffy for damn near over like half a fucking day and for hours at a time really was another thing that like just tested his will to just keep going. 
So there are just a multitude of things that really helped and fleshed out Luffy as a character as to why I was like, you're really not getting it. Like, similar to that of Goku, to where he was just a lowborn Saiyan. But just what a Saiyan is, is what made, is like, is what was shaping Goku as a character. But his kindness, his his one, his willingness to fight, his, his drive to just keep pushing and going further, fighting stronger opponents, getting um getting stronger and as um for his own sake and things like that, pushing himself, protecting his friends, um doing things for his own selfish reasons, those things shaped him as a person, but he wasn't defined by the acts of Bardock in order to make him who he is. He is Goku. <laughs> like Goku did what Goku did. No one looked at Goku and went, well I would expect nothing less from the son of Bardock. That never happens. That never fucking happens. If anything, you just have the moment where Frieza just remembers Bardock and then sees that in Goku. That's it. But it's not as if Goku knows anything. He's like, yeah, I'm a Saiyan from Earth. That That's how he announced himself to Frieza. I am a Saiyan from Earth. <laughs> so you, you don't have anything that was like, well, Goku's the reincarnation of this legendary person, which is something that they do on Naruto, which ultimately just completely removes the whole concept of hard work defeating genius, which is what Naruto essentially was in the very beginning. Eventually it just became to know if you're born special, you're going to have special, you're going to give special attention, period. <laughs> so that's what happened with Naruto and Sasuke. They're both born special. It's just Naruto didn't perceive how special he was. That's all. The fucking idiot. <laughs> but he's not a reincarnation of a warrior long past. He's not the living embodiment of someone special who was defeated a long time ago, coming back for revenge or anything like that. No, he's just Goku. Goku do what Goku do, and only Goku can do what he do. He can do what he does because he is Goku, because Goku does what Goku do. The end. So now coming to Luffy, you essentially have that same dynamic of a character to where every accomplishment that Luffy had was something that is predicated to just being Luffy. Even the fact that his fruit is something that is just, hey, he's a rubber man. The intuitiveness and creativeness of what he does is just what Luffy is capable of doing. He's someone who's a loving, free spirit, free, open-minded person that can think of the things that he thinks of. Hell, one of my favorite techniques that Luffy can do is um, gum gum fingernet. I just love that he does that sometimes. It, it just he he intertwines his fingers and then throws them out there and it catches people and he slams them. It's funny. It's cool. I like it. It's not my favorite technique, but it is a technique that I like that he could do. It's just random. Hell, the idea of second and third gear is something that is completely ridiculous. And then upon um, morphing it into fourth gear, how they utilize that aspect of his character is awesome to me. It's something that's cool. It's something that basically is one piece because you have other characters that do the same shit. Chopper is someone who has a fucking Zoan type that can only do three transformations. He made a pill to give himself six transformations. That is not like he can like it's not like anyone else is incapable of doing this, but because Chopper is the character that he is, he's figured out a way how. So that's cool. That's interesting to me. That's something that's creative, but it's it's predicated to just that character. It's not because Chopper comes from a long line of people using Zoan types who have figured out a way to break the wall. <laughs> it's like, no, it's just, that's just Chopper. So it, it's never needed to do what they did on the recent chapter. Now, um, I need to look it up because I am not exactly sure what number it is. But it was the uh, current chapter that just came out. And I uh, I managed to read it 
um, today uh, upon me recording this, which happens to be the, um, which is Friday. Uh, <laughs> but like I read this and this is chapter, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, chapter 1044. Yeah. Yeah. One Piece got a lot, but um, it's chapter 1044. And in this chapter, basically it kind of does something stupid where you have um, fucking Orochi kind of get bested by uh, Odin's daughter in a very stupid way, considering the fact that he came out, um, considering the fact that he's still alive and then he able to transform into a Hydra and then this is how you get rid of this character. And it's like, it, it seems like it's supposed to be cathartic in a certain way. But honestly, I felt like Momo having his last bout against Orochi um, or Momo getting, um, getting a fight out of Orochi kind of would have been more fitting than um, the daughter or whatever. But it, it just, it just seemed like a waste of what was going on considering that the last lead up was um, Luffy's transformation. And then it kind of dealing with that just was one of those things where it's like, well, you got to, sit through this to see what's actually interesting, which is what the fuck happened to Luffy. So whatever. But again, like I said, One Piece has like terrible pacing of certain shit. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, so then it gets into what happened to Luffy. At the last chapter, in um, chapter um, 1043, uh, you had Luffy get defeated by, you had announced that Luffy was defeated by Kaido. And then upon him being defeated by Kaido, he started to change. So then you actually get to see the change in the newest chapter, 1044. And the problem with that is that with it came back like some extra shit. So then we're told that Luffy is Joy Boy. Now, for anyone who doesn't know anything about One Piece, Joy Boy is a very, very important character in terms of the Void Century. You know what the Void Century is? Read One Piece. You don't know who Joy Boy is? Read One Piece. It's not someone who basically has even had fucking screen time within the series, but he is someone that is constantly talked about and brought up because of how important he is towards like other lore within One Piece. And one of the things that I loved about One Piece is the fact that that is stuff that's actually important towards the story or something that um, Nico Robin, one of the main characters or part of the Straw Hat crew is actually investigating or looking into or trying to find the secrets of something that the rest of the world is trying to keep um, or the world government is trying to keep hidden from regular people. It's the truth about their past. It's a century that's been voided. And Monkey D. Luffy couldn't care less about any of that shit. And I love that about him because it's not important to what his dream or his goal is. Finding out about this stuff is just information that you want to know about that's going along with the story, but it's not important to the main character story. So other people finding out about it or you finding out within your small means or basically pseudo involving the main character in a certain way, because he has, um, he has some importance in what's supposed to follow up and what's supposed to follow within the discovery of the void century or joy boy or anything like that. Then yeah, sure. That's cool. That's interesting. That's fine. That means that the main character is doing what he's doing and that for some reason is involving him in something. But for the life of you, you don't know what that is and it hasn't even been talked about yet in One Piece. So that's cool. So that's good. I'm fine with that. But now they made it to where Luffy's fruit, which has always been deemed and always been categorized as well as always been brought on as the fucking gum gum fruit, a fruit that turns him into a rubber man is actually a Zoan type of fruit that has a form that he can only he can only unlock when he's awakened. It's a mystical human-human type fruit, which gives you the abilities of rubber. 
but how is that a Zoan thing? It's it's a rubber human is what it's trying to say. So that in itself doesn't even make any sense because a Zoan type is something that can transform into three different things. It, it's it's predicated towards animals. There was already one fucking animal and um, there was not one animal. There was already one human fruit, which is what Chopper ate, which made him a human human. Um, so he, uh, not a human human, it made him a human. So <laughs> he looks the way he looks because he's a reindeer that's turned human. So it, it's even more ridiculous because it's like it gave the excuse that it's a mystical human human fruit. So he's a mystical God human that's being transformed into this thing. And it just completely, completely ruins so much going on within the story as well as within the characters and so much other shit that happened with Luffy. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, what I mean by that is that essentially you have it to where it's stated by the uh, the big five of the world government, um, the main celestial dragons that run all the celestial dragons, essentially state that um, Luffy needed to get taken out because he has the gum gum fruit, which essentially means that he's able to turn into what Joy Boy apparently could turn into. It's it's a god, or maybe Joy Boy was the god or whatever. And for the last like 800 years or whatever, the world government has never been able to get their hands on the gum gum fruit, which encompasses this god. Essentially a, a laughing thing or whatever, which is why Luffy keeps smiling throughout the chapter, I'm assuming. Um, but for whatever reason, it just signifies and brings up the importance of the fruit, as well as how it's not actually a paramecia, but in fact the Zoan type that just deals with turning you into a Zoan of a different human. So considering the fact that Luffy is already a human and then he turns into a rubber human, he probably wouldn't feel the effects of the um, of the Zoan type the way how you would possibly perceive. You know, he could just turn from human to human. No, it's, see, you see how that's stupid? <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. One of the things in One Piece about the Devil Fruits is the fact that when you bite it, you kind of know what your powers is. Like you, you get a sense of what it is that your abilities are and what it is that you're capable of doing. And so seeing as how it was established that Luffy just turns into a rubber man, and that's all that we were able to equate it to, why now would you try to make it seem as if this fruit was more than it uh, more than it seemed to be a diamond in the rough, if you will, and and it just ruins the aesthetic or the concept of the character. Hell, this just could have been a moment. You all all you needed to do was explain that hey, this is how Luffy awakens, considering the fact that Haki persists within battles because they need to add a Dragon Ball Z element to One Piece, which is what they did. Um, and it's lame that they did it, but that's what they did. And he was like, well, and Haki gets stronger through battle. And it was like, well, in terms of him figuring out this new form, um, in terms of him figuring out a new way of utilizing Haki, he woken up, um, he did his awakening, and then he was able to create something different. And then by doing that, you give whatever reason that you want to, that he's capable of doing what he's capable of doing. Fine, cool, whatever. That would have been simplistic and it would have made sense within the confines of the story that has been presented so far. Now what you have done is basically kind of contradict yourself from years of fucking content. Why? Because Luffy being known as a rubber man has been known for a long fucking time. This is not something that's new to the world government, nor is it something that's new to anyone else that knows about Monkey D. Luffy. People saw him being able to do his fucking rubber abilities when he was at Marineford. And then he came back to Marineford to pray for Ace and still nothing happened to him. And yet you're going to describe to me right now that this asshole has a fruit that the world government desperately wants 
or has constantly been trying to get it. And one of the main things that they didn't do is kill this nigga when he they had the chance. You could have easily sent an admiral after Luffy or something like that. Akijo was near Luffy and them and almost killed him. And then yet you're still going to sit here and go, no, nah, now it's a danger. Now he definitely needs to be killed because Lord knows what might happen if he defeats Kaido. And then people understand or like he awakens this power that we don't want him to awaken. And it's like that doesn't make any fucking sense. You've had multiple moments and multiple incursions with Luffy to where you would justifiably desperately need someone to kill him. You could have gave a command. You could have told um, Hawkeye Mihawk to finish the job or something. You could have made it to where that was a main staple during the Marine Corps War, not just the fact that he was Dragon's kid or something like that. There could have been multiple moments and multiple times in which it was like, yes, Luffy has a, like, there's a bounty on his head because of what this man can do and the importance to the world government. It's not like anyone else knows about it because the void century exists. So it's not like anyone knows the history or cares that much about it. But it's just that, well, Luffy did piss off and declare war on a world government. This is what the actions are from that. No, you didn't, you didn't do that. No, because now bounties are being used as a placeholders in terms of power scaling. So because of that, you have a bunch of people who use the bounties in order to justify how powerful a character is, which they should not do, but they do it anyway. And I hate that so much. I hate that so much because it is the equivalent of um, Dragon Ball Z and power levels. Um, and then again, uh, that's a misconception with Dragon Ball Z because of the fact that power levels aren't supposed to be utilized as a number-based system. It's something that kind of hindered the actual um, person fighting from knowing anything about the people that they're fighting. Just because you can read how strong someone is in a numerical sense doesn't mean that you're capable of defeating them, nor does it mean that they're not capable of, um, nor does it mean that you're capable of just easily defeating them or that they're not capable of defeating you. It's it's a it's a it's a crutch. It's something that is definitely used as a crutch because you might drop your guard or whatnot because you're not even aware if the person you're fighting is capable of hiding their power level. So having it to where bounties are supposed to be such a big deal, and especially when you introduce a character like Katakuri for being a billion dollar man, and then you have just so many other fucking bounties now just in the billions to where it's like, well, then what was so special about Katakuri? Well, at the time, <laughs> it's like, yeah, but. Now, like, everyone's a billion. But realistically, do we even need to know their bounties? Like, does it matter? We get that they're strong. We know that they're capable of doing stuff. But bounties are being used as the structure to justify shit. And they shouldn't. They really, really shouldn't. Hell, we know for a fact that Sanji is not as strong, uh, is not stronger than Zoro. But the reason his bounty was so high is because the Vinsmoke made, um, made his bounty so because they desperately wanted Sanji back for what they were going to do during the whole cake arc. That made sense. But it wasn't. It shouldn't be used as a power scaling for Sanji being stronger than Zoro. <laughs> God damn it. But fuck all that. We do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> it's so stupid. But essentially, my issue with the whole Joy Boy thing or um, Luffy having his uh, fruit being in itself a Zoan now is that Zoans all come with the same thing. They do the three different transformations. So having it to where you're just a rubber guy that when you awaken, he turns you into the little god thing is weird. It makes no sense. That seems incredibly stupid. Like, just so stupid. <laughs> like, just so unbelievably stupid. As it now is just kind of demeaning and defaming everything that Luffy has done. It goes like all of his actions and all of the things that he's doing, his happy-go-lucky nature is a response of his fucking fruit, not a response of him being that character. It does seem like a character defamation. It really does. It feels that way. 
even like it just it just seems like it's taking the piss out of something that does it did not need to happen it did not need a you do not need a justification for luffy being luffy you do not need to change how luffy is for him to be him i i just don't like it I do not like it. And the fact that you're trying to make it to where it was something that was so important, but at the same time, we're also going to gloss over the fact that he's had multiple run-ins where he almost died and the world government has done nothing to facilitate that is even dumber. Jesus Christ. Like, like the man is the man has a fruit that you have been searching for desperately. And obviously this is going to tie into some bullshit with Shanks as we know that Shanks met up and talked with the, um, the big five of the world government. And, um, he actually personally knows them, meaning that most likely when he was out getting the fucking gum gum fruit in the first place, because he's the one who like because it's because of him that Luffy has it. It was like when he was getting it in the first fucking place that he probably had a deal set up with them for some reason or whatnot. But to make it to where it was so goddamn important, and now we're just kind of being like, nah. like it just, uh, it, it is so terrible this is undermining so much of what's been going on in one piece because luffy has not been the strongest character in one piece striving on defeating other people that were stronger just because to defeat him no luffy has had his ass beat multiple times luffy has been on the um, being the wrath of the world government as well as the navy for a long period of time where he has been the underdog and has came out a loser and so to have it to where he had something incredibly special, which would incur the eye of the big five and desperately want either CP0, one of the admirals, or whoever the fuck they could get to get close to this motherfucker and kill him when they've had the chance and they haven't out of nothingness is an incredibly huge hole in the story. This makes no sense and is incredibly ridiculous. We all know for a fact that devil fruits themselves are things that once the person that eats it dies, they get another um another one. It pops up again somewhere else. This happened with Ace. Happened with a lot of people. This is the known history of these damn characters and these damn fruits. So, what exactly would have been the downside of killing Monkey D. Luffy at all? And it was like aside from having people go out and search for it again, you can still put out a bounty for the finding of the fruit or something like that. It. People don't know its significance because no one knows anything about the void fucking century. So even still, and it's not like they're not, people aren't capable of getting it as Shanks was able to get it once before. And this was before we would believe that his ass was a goddamn emperor. So even if he becomes, and now that he's an emperor, it seems like his grasp would be even larger to where he can definitely make sure that he gets the fruit again. It, it does not make any sense. Possibly they're going to state that essentially Luffy's um, like he might have made a deal on Luffy behalf to the Big Five or whatever. But we all know that the Big Five are being in control by the other one um, who has some of the my, my favorite eyes in, um, <laughs> in, 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 uh, in one piece. But um, it is just this is just unacceptable. Like, just for a form awakening, and it is just coming across too much like Super Saiyan. He got his ass beat, and then all of a sudden, he's just awakened to this power. It, it literally is an awakening, in a sense. But I, I just I just don't care. <laughs> like, it's just, this is, oh, man. This has just done something that has really just kind of just took the, just, 
just was a, uh, of like so much different shit going on within One Piece lore and whatnot. I've already had an issue with the Wano arc, as I've previously stated. But now this shit is just piled on and made it just so much worse. I I do not like it, Sam I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. <laughs> I do not like them over there. I do not like them anywhere. Uh, I do not like them in the tree. I do not like them on my knee. <laughs> but this shit right here. Good Lord. Oh, boy. I just... I'm just really upset now. They really didn't need to do this. It seems like they just wanted to make Luffy even more special than he already was. The boy has a rare form of haki. He has the will of a king, which should be considered rare, but now every time he meets someone, they also have the will of the king. Hell, I could understand if you just met people who also had strong haki that could just go against it, but not that they have the particular conqueror's haki. But no, everyone has conqueror's haki now. It's no longer special anymore. Uh, even still, <laughs> haki itself was supposed to be special. And then conqueror's haki was the specialty among the special. Now everybody got it. Oh my goodness. Much like the billion dollar bounty. Everybody got one now. So what's the point? <laughs> Somebody got a trillion. Who who knows? Hell, it's not like they've ever introduced people who essentially were bounty hunters that were a threat. They don't have bounties that essentially hunt and try to get pirates so they can cash in the bounty, thus making them incredibly powerful and dangerous. That would be cool because then it would make sense as to why the fucking bounties were the way that they were. So it's not just a symbolism of like just pirates fighting pirates, but there's even more of a bigger threat out there than just the Navy or pirates. There's also people who are hunting and looking for the bounties. Nope, don't do that. Just never do that because then the, the bounties themselves will have a point. <laughs> but now they don't have a point. You have people who essentially just refrain from tackling big name pirates because of either the crew that they're a part of or because that they're not... Um, or because like their numbers aren't big enough, you know. A character like um, Hawkeye Mihawk would be perfect for that concept. Um, if you were to have other people like him who essentially go after big name people just for the fun of it, and whatever. But I digress. That it's, that's only something in terms of making the bounty system like relevant. Because <laughs> for now, it's not. It doesn't do nothing. So it's not really relevant. But oh boy, like I said, this has really, really upset me. Um, and, and, like, One Piece is now something where it's like, you know, you if you stuck around this long, you might as well stick around to the end. But it's not doing anything that's helping itself out. I will be so happy when it gets rid of the Wano arc because hopefully they'll come to their senses. And, like, the like since it'll be wrapping up, like, everything will just be like, yeah, since everything's such a goddamn bombshell, now it it's better. <laughs> so, like, it, its writing would be crisper. But for the most part right now, this arc has just proven time and time again to be terrible. And the nail in the coffin was Luffy's fifth gear. Which is even sadder considering how much I love Snake Man and, and the fourth gear itself. But now the fifth gear is just laughably whatever. Good Lord. Is nothing sacred? <laughs> I mean, seriously, trusted each other to have such a well-written story or something that was so planned out. And essentially, it did what the other big three could not do, which was that it kept itself together. And then it, it proved itself throughout the Testament of Time that it was kept well together, thus it being much bigger than both Naruto and Bleach ever could possibly be conceived. But 
it still had to succumb to the devil in us all. <laughs> the devil of adverse. The adverse never ends. Oh, boy. <laughs>